After the beep, please record a message. Afterwards, your message will be played back to you. I'm, re- I'm really not sure what, what this is supposed to mean. Um, I called you. You told me to call you. Um, are you are you breaking up with me? Is that what this is? I, I really can't handle that. Right now. I, if you are I, able to hear your own voice, then you have configured listen, Skype correctly. I, I can hear my own voice. If you okay? hear this message, I can hear but your, not voice. your own voice. And something is wrong. You know what? With your I don't think you're being really. Settings. I don't think you're being nice right now. This Please is not nice. Please check your microphone and microphone settings. You don't have to talk or over me. Listen, for I, more help. I'm a man Thank too, you, you know. I go pee pee standing up. Goodbye. The Quest Gaming Podcast presents Skyrim Off the Record. Everybody, welcome back to Skyrim Off the Record for episode number four. I am Joe the Widget Wilson, your main host with the most, who is not a ghost. And joining me, as always, because you guys just can't get enough of him. I know I can't. Eve Arwen. Oh hell, y'all, Wilson! Hell, y'all, yay! <laughs> <laughs> if Hello, I, if Joe. I'm y'all, you must be my thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that other masculine voice in the background is Lou or Louis Alon. Howdy, howdy, everyone. Hope everyone had a great winter thanksmas. Yeah, mine was very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, yeah. Was, mine was legit, yeah. <laughs> Too legit <laughs> to quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> no, no pants. No, put the pants away. MC. <laughs> Those pants are coming back. Don't you know that? Oh, uh, well, um... I have been playing a lot of Skyrim, and I've been playing a lot of Star Wars The Old Republic. I think... Oh, yeah. Yeah, all three yes. of us are. Me, Ivarwin, and Lou. We have two guilds on the Joyu server? Uh, yeah. Yes. Juyo, Joyu, Juyo, whatever. J-O-Y-U? It's J-U-Y-O. <laughs> I'm dyslexic today. <laughs> That's all right. J-U-Y-O. Um, our, you can get a hold... If you want to join the guild, you can contact Widget, W-I-G-I-T... Eve Arwin, E-V-A-R-W-Y-N, or Boone for the Republic side. On the bad side, the ones that we don't like to mention, you can contact Lou. Misguided. <laughs> so uh, whatever Lou's character's name is over there. It's Temperance, T-E-M-P-E-R-A-N-C-E. Contact oh, yeah. that character and <clears throat> we'll get it, get that going. Yeah, the, uh, the idea for the guilds right now is just, you know, extra... Uh, extra social, you know, no raid requirements. You know, you want you guys want to come in, you're fans of the show, come on in, hang out with us while we play. You know, we're gonna have a um, we're gonna have a voice chat server up eventually, uh, probably about another week or so. Um, you know, the the Republic side is uh, we just named it. What, <laughs> so I forget the name. What was it called again, Joe? Devotion. Devotion. And then um, Lou's uh, guild for the Sith side is called. We are called Betrayal. There you go. 
So devotion and so, betrayal. Hmm. Hmm. Pick, pick your side. Doesn't matter which side you're on. If you're a fan of the show and you want to join the I personally play field. Republic most. So I haven't even created an Empire tune yet, which I'm going to today. Yeah, I'm loving. Uh, oh man, I'm loving my my. Uh, I'm loving both sides. I've got my uh, bounty hunter out there, Foss. <laughs> Foss right <laughs> to make a Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars sounding name, Foss. So he's he's awesome. And then uh, I've got my Jedi Knight of Arwen. Awesome. I'm a guardian. I'm a healer. Good old uh, Jedi Sage. Yeah. I myself have been playing the dark evil side mostly, having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I've got my operative who is specced out as a healer, so it's just lots and lots of fun. Alrighty, well, that's enough of the Star Wars chat. We have some Skyrim to talk about and plenty yes, right. of it. Is there mm-hmm. anything else I need to mention at the top of the show that I forgot? Nothing comes to mind. Alright, cool. Ivarwin, why don't you go first? Sure, man. Sure. Uh, did a live stream on Friday night with uh, my brand new character. That was fun. Um, yeah, that was a good time. We had we had an awesome time. I think we were, we were doing that for, what, probably about three, four hours, actually. It was a little over four hours. Yeah. Sounds about right. We had um, we had Grayson actually hit us up on Twitter, and he was like, oh, you guys should, you know, you guys should, you know, live stream a, a new tune. And I had been on the fence about it for... You know, a couple of days I had been thinking about it, and Grayson asked, and he wasn't the only one that I had asked either. And I was like, you know what? Let me just do this. He had also a great idea for a build that I, I was really into, which was um, make a a mage slash assassin with like one spell in one hand and then a dagger in the other. Lots of sneak skill, lots of you know bow and arrows for long range, just in case. And you know, so I, I thought, you know, this is this is like a really worthy. You know, Bill, let me try this out. So I, I made a Khajiit, threw the whole thing together. That's a um, bunch of Khajiit. You know that? Oh. Uh-huh. You're just yeah, a Khajiit that. For, for making that <laughs> character, you're just a Khajiit hole. <laughs> Are you telling me to go Khajiit myself? Is that what this is? That's exactly what this is. <laughs> I can't take this kind just, of pressure. It's right just now. a whole bunch of Khajiit right now. So I'm talking. <laughs> We're talking too much. Great, get, let's get back on topic. I'm getting heckled. <laughs> Yeah, we had a bunch of people come in the chat room, hung out with us. We were all laughing and joking, talking about all different kinds of stuff. So we had such a good time. Um, we figured we're gonna we're gonna try and do this at least once a week. Yeah. So watch uh, watch our Facebook, watch our Twitter. See, um, you know, when we post when we post it, it'll probably be you know that night or the day the day the day after, and you know, jump on in with us and hang out. Love to have you, and you can you can watch me make a fool of myself. <laughs> That's always the best way to do it. Yeah. How many times did I die in that cave, Joe, with that stupid vampire master? I counted oh. seven. <laughs> I hate that encounter. Finally, everyone's like, Evarwin, just stop. Go back later. He's too high level. They're actually, yeah, the chat room was actually begging me to stop. It was it was that pathetic. <laughs> oh, the humanity. <laughs> Don't you listen much, to yes. those tips? He's too high level. Come back later. Yeah. I, I got through the entire cave without without much of an issue. And uh, this was like right after I made the character and I decided to, you know, head south, you know, go up into the mountains a little bit. And I find this this little cave. So I go walking in there and, and lo and behold, there's, you know, it's infested with vampires because apparently they live in caves on top of mountains now. Yes. And they don't glitter in the sun. Oh, 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 that's a bad Twilight reference. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> So, yeah, that I mean, it was it was definitely a good time going through that whole thing. And they were a little over my level, but I got through them without much of an issue. But then I hit that that one vampire master at the very end and he just tore me apart. I could even withstand him. 
So yeah, I had to leave. Your blood. Did you get Pretty infected much. by him too? I did. I did. He ah, okay. definitely he definitely infected me and tried turning me into which led me to that really like came that really toppled things over. It was like, all right, at this point, I'm turning into a vampire. I've been in here for a while. They're begging me to leave. Let me just get out of here, see if I could find some kind of like cured disease potion. This way I don't turn into a complete vampire and And yes, you can turn into a vampire in Skyrim <laughs> to where the sun will weaken you. You have to drink blood. It's actually very entertaining. I've actually wanted been considering turning my guy into a full vampire just to start making a character to turn into a full vampire to see what happened. Yeah, it, it got that far with me, actually. I uh, By the time I hit town and started, was able to start looking around for, um, you know, cure disease potion, the sun had uh, had already set and then was about to rise again. And I got a little notification on the bottom and said, you know, you, you're starting to feel weaker as the sun rises. And then I knew, like, all right, I really got to. I really got to get proactive with my search because I don't have much more time left. So I think it takes what, like three days? Uh, something like that. There's three or three or four different phases that it goes through. Yeah. But in any event, oh, I'm feeling so sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thanks to thanks to Grayson for the uh, the awesome idea, and uh, I've been having a lot of fun with that. That's my live stream tune, though. I'm going to keep it for for just that, and um, that's been pretty much it for me. What well, about you, Lou? Well, for me, um, the holidays and all, I haven't devoted as much time to Skyrim as I should. And plus playing a little bit of Tor on the side. So, But I did get my two of the alts, my thief and my mage. Got both of them up to eight. And again, with the quest log looking like a big mess because, oh yeah, let me talk to this person. So again, a, a bunch of main quests and a ton of side quests. It just never seemed to go away. Oh no! They all they do is mount up. Yeah, it's, you can never get rid of it. <laughs> all right, but, guys. Uh, right now, right, so with my thief, got her up to at least level eight. Again, dual wielding. So I just love that ability. And uh, are you ever gonna get a character wielding? above like thirty? <laughs> well, just one. Yeah, if I go back to one of my main, <laughs> I'll probably get her uh, focus on her since she's a part of this along. But uh, you know, I, I do admit I am an alcoholic. But I do eventually finish all my characters. One way or the other, they will get done. Damn it. <laughs> I will do it. <laughs> I will do it. Do it soon. You know what, though, Lou? I, I totally I, I feel the way you're playing this game right now because you're not rushing through it. You know, I, I'm doing the same thing. You know, I mean, I'm not like, you know, creating a ton of alts like like you've been doing. Um, but at the same time, like I've been taking my time with the game going really, really slow, getting, allowing myself to get sidetracked because that's, you know, the way the game is. And, you know, so like, I'm totally into, you know, you, how you like to play these things, just taking it slow and, you know, going through it is at your, at your pace and all that. Right. Like, you know, I'm in no rush and yeah, I've got my other my main character in her mid twenties. That's great. But I also don't mind just putting her aside for now and saying, you know what? I, I want to see that storyline again, but yeah, I guess from a thief's point of view, or see it again once more on my mage and see just how that story plays out, how just how the style is, <clears throat> is how it breathes life into the game for me. Because again, you know, I'm a mage. Oh God, I'm squishy. How am I supposed to do this again? Let me think. Let me think. <laughs> and I love that part. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, how am I going to beat this guy again? Yeah. It was easier when I was wielding two swords and wearing heavy armor. Like, come on, hit me again. Come on, I'm right here. Kill me. But you can't do that now. No, no, my mage wearing a clock. Oh my god! Oh, don't bleed on me, please. Oh wait, that's my blood. Don't bleed on me. 
That's my that's my blood. Oops. Oh. Yes, restart from last save. There's yeah. some awesome spells that allow you to get away pretty easily. They're um were they like runic spells where you put like a fire rune on the ground or a frost rune, kinda like a trap. And when they cross mm-hmm. over I'm trying it, to get those right now. <laughs> I don't have any of those yet. Yeah, I I I remember actually um using a few of those with my my original playthroughs in my xbox before i got it on pc and yeah the some of those runic spells are pretty pretty awesome like yeah, sure. i want to try to use those as a trap you know like hit them then run away and put the, the uh, rune spell on the ground and just walk over really quick when yeah. you when you play a range class kind of like a, a mage or an archery type it's all about kiting the enemies about yeah just dragging them through the dungeon or using creative methods to slow them down, like with certain spells or the time stop shout or, you know, things like that. I've been doing a lot of that with my um, my mage uh, thief build. And um, I was noticing the other day, or no, I was last night, actually. I was, I was playing for a little bit before I had to head out to work. Um, the exactly that I was noticing, gee, you know, I'm really kiting these 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 droggers a lot more than I thought I would be. And it's it's for the the exact reason that you know my I'm I'm heavy with my magic skills and even though I'm sneaking around and have you know the that first advantage my sneaking skill isn't high enough yet to actually land that dagger blow in order to get that that melee hit that sneaky melee hit so I'm either using the bow to get my my three times damage off that. Or if they find me out, I'm, you know, jumping out of sneak and backing up and using those mage spells to, to kite them. So, yeah, I, I definitely, you know, feel that, that, that kiting experience that you were mentioning. 100%. Right. I'm going to try that uh, pretty soon on my mage. Uh, once I get some more spells, because the spellbook is sorely lacking, so i got to get around there and save up some money and buy these books. Hopefully they drop so I start trying it out. But uh, my mage has been going with destruction, so yeah. I'm loving it. On my first character, I didn't get too many spell book drops. I think I tried no. to avoid most mages because they kicked my butt until I got really good at stealth, and then they couldn't see me, and then they were dead. But that's beside the point. How are you now, mage? Huh? No more fireball for you. Can't hurt me but if yeah. you can't see me. All right, so right now I'm going to focus on waiting for those high-level, hopefully, spell book drops for destruction. Go around, quest some more, get some more money, and... Uh, Go to those towns that have the uh, the better spells available for me. Yeah, the the, the guy in um, in White Run in the main keep, he has always has different kinds of spells. Every time I go see him, he's always got different ones. He's got a right, lot and of sometimes them. yeah, and sometimes it gets frustrating because like oh. You know, what, I'll come back and, and buy it later, and you realize you come back there, and it's like, oh no, he doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> Oops! Damn, I knew I should have picked it up. She's not about that mace. <laughs> so what about you, Joe? What have you been doing this week in the game? All kinds of goodies, really. Um, still working on my red guard. He's epic as sin. Yeah, still tearing heads off. Still tearing heads <laughs> off. I uh, I found a, a funny insult with Mr. Slabu when I was... I did a little live stream play a few nights ago. Or last night, actually. With my, with my red guard. And she was telling me about how she's trying to make a... A, an insult popular when that's um, you milk drinker. I, I kind of chuckle out. I say that's kind of <laughs> funny. I can definitely see it if, if, if a woman says that to somebody, it, it it's extra funny, right? Yeah. Um, so right after that, right after she said that, 
an orc was getting an orc female was getting attacked by a fire elemental, and the fire elemental started attacking me, so I went and killed the elemental. But I turned to the orc, and she looks at me and goes, "What are you looking at, you milk drinker?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't stop laughing, and then she started coming at me with her sword, so I cut her head off. <laughs> <laughs> Take that! <laughs> I just saved you. There's gratitude for you. <laughs> so who's drinking the milk now? <laughs> like I said, irritating NPCs. Don't have to deal with them anymore. <laughs> and I um, did the whole wiping out the Dark Brotherhood sequence, and it was not as lackluster. It was it was so lackluster. It was not as good as I thought it would be. That's really was so much more. Well, when they kidnap you, they put you in the shack, and you have the three people bound up that you have to kill one of them to join the guild, whatever. And then the assassin, who was actually the leader of the assassins, she's up on a bookcase. Well, I took option number four or door number two, if you will, and attacked her. When I killed her, she was bent over a table. All right? So she, her front of her was bent over a table. Went to loot her, and I um, noticed that she had all the really good Dark Brotherhood gear that you would normally get after joining the Dark Brotherhood. Like, ah, oh, yes, I can have these for the enchants later on. And I stripped her of all her gear. Well, I still have the nude mod on. <laughs> <laughs> There's this voluptuous uh, Nord woman who is stark naked, bent over the table, right in front of me. I felt a little embarrassed and strangely <laughs> turned on at the same time. It was awkward. One of those moments like, wow. <laughs> well, that's not for TV. I'm moving on. <laughs> so I went over to um, the three people that were bound up and I was because they're begging me to release them now because the assassin's dead. Well, what happened actually after I killed her, I failed the quest of killing one of those three people. But it gave me a new quest to go to a guard to basically destroy the Brotherhood. I went over to the people that were bound up, and they were all, you know, begging me and promising me all this kinds of stuff to release them. So I released the two guys on the ends because they were cool, and they got up and thanked me and all that good stuff. And that lady right in the middle, that annoying woman, was mm-hmm. sitting there. What are you doing? Why don't you release me yet? I'm going to do this and this and this. So I just took in my sword and chopped her in half. <laughs> Off with her head. There's your release. Off with her head. That was an interesting little moment with that um, with a dead Dark Brotherhood leader bent over a table, stark naked, and with Mr. Slabu in chat with me, so it felt doubly awkward. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Felt quick, like you. Uh... Quick, quick save, quick load. Get well, us off the screen. Mistress was like, "Well, her her butt's too flat." So uh, uh, I agree with you on that. Oh no! Uh, she's awesome. And uh, so I went to go, and I, I went to a guard, did the whole thing to get the quest going, and eventually you have to go in and, and kill the Dark Brotherhood in their sanctuary. I was expecting this epic battle. I didn't think I was going to be high enough level. I'm around twenty eight right now. Almost, actually, I'm 29, almost 30. So I went in there and literally two shot everybody. Two hits with the really? sword, everybody was dead. Jeez. Wow. Ridiculously OP right at in, the moment. Strolled right out, nothing. Wow. And I got 2,000 gold for it. So it makes me think that, okay, I got 2,000 for doing it that way, for wiping him out, and that's it. It was fun, whatever. But if you do the Dark Brother quest chain, you get to experience this awesome quest chain. At the end of it, you get 20,000. 20,000. See, that's a much better trade-up. However, the, the thing about that is, is that you can spend that money to rebuild the Dark Brotherhood, or you can keep it for yourself. And none's the wiser. Right. 
So the the better end on this is obviously doing the Dark Brotherhood quest. Uh yeah, definitely. I was kind of yeah. disappointed, but you know, it fit with the character about for wiping him out. So I went with it. Yeah. Then uh, Hey man, you know, yeah. The you know, the the game is is one of those games where, you know, you you lose a little bit on one side, but you're going to gain a lot more on another simply because, you know, you're going to find something else. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I did that mostly you know? also for the show so I can experience both sides of it. And for myself, I wanted to see both sides. And right, I, I right. joined the Imperial Army, speaking of the other side, because on my other character, I did the uh, the Stormcloaks. You joined the Stormcloaks. Okay. Yeah, and finished that whole storyline. So now I'm doing the Imperial side and seeing that side of the whole war. And I definitely got to say that the, both sides have you do an intro quest to prove you're worthy. The Stormcloaks one it was, it was just weird. The one for the Empire made sense and it was a lot more okay. entertaining than the one for the Stormcloaks. Stormcloaks, they send you off to go kill an ice wraith on an unknown island in the middle of the, in the frozen waters. Um, the one for the Empire, you have to go take over an old fort that was ransacked by bandits. Yeah, see, that does make sense. That that fits better, the storyline. Yeah. Well, I kind of interpreted the ice wraith thing to be a, a test of metal. You know, metal, I mean... An old-fashioned test of strength well, and power. What's been a really good way to do it? Seriously, though, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, 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 no. But is to have a story like where, okay, there is a caravan movement of Imperials coming over here and here and here. Go take out that caravan and prove to us that you can do what you what you say you can do. To me, that would sure. make a little or bit more sense. Support. And I think that would be the more interesting, or at least much more fun to play type of, of uh, introductory quest. But if the creators at Bethesda were trying to really uh, demarcate a, a difference between the two sides, trying to say that, you know, this one side is ruthless and the other side is, you know, much more benign, then this would definitely be a good way of, of showing that to the player. I don't even know if that's what they were thinking. But if they were thinking that, I don't think it was executed well because that doesn't come across. All you know yeah. is that you're going out to kill ice raids instead of, you know, the other side ruthlessly. And the other side has you doing something that, like you said, makes much more sense for a faction to do in a war. Right. They had exactly. to do a job for them. Right. And if you come back alive, hey, you might be worth something. So we'll initiate you. If you come back alive. I know. <laughs> it was hanging you out there to dry. <laughs> hey, it makes sense to me. I mean, if I'm going to do a new recruit that I yeah. want to test out who used to be a criminal, you're like, yeah, go take care of this. And if you die, then no, no skin off my back. If you make it right. back, I can use you. <laughs> ah, you exactly. Know, I mean, in, in dire times, um, you got to take, you know, what you can get. Yeah, and true. in this instance, you know, I, I would, you know, I, I agree. I would definitely... I myself would probably do something very similar. You know, if a criminal came to me and they're like, you know, I am interested in your cause. You know, if you go out there and you die, you pay your debt to society. If you come back, I got a use for you. Right. I mean, you can see it too, maybe from the Stormcloak point of view, they're a rebellion, so they're not that very, they're not that large or open or public. So they can't be as grandiose as the Empire saying, all right, go take back that fort. They've got to play small, you know, think I guess smaller picture. <laughs> I said the same way, pretty much. If you die, you know, no skin it, off my back. <laughs> exactly. They, they don't have the resources, nor the wherewithal to say, "All right, yeah, go take back this town from the Imperials." Like, no, you know what? 
simple test of strength. Go out there. You come back. We'll use you. Yeah. Yeah, they can't. They don't have the strength to, to do a frontal assault. You know, like falls that. fine. If not, the sword type of thing. Right. So but the later on yeah, in those boy. quests, especially for the Stormcloaks, I haven't done too much in the Imperial Army yet. I've only done a couple missions. But they are so much fun. Uh, I'm sorry, Joe. What what was that again? You, the Imperial Army? Did I cut off? No, no, you didn't. Uh, my brain shut off. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was really interested in what you had to say. And unfortunately, my brain was like, no, you're not going to hear it right now. <laughs> well, I've only done a couple of missions with the Stormcloak or the Empire. But when I did the full Stormcloak storyline, the missions that you did were really captivating. And they were a lot of fun to do. Some of them were quite difficult, in fact. A lot of taking over. Well, I'm not going to say anything. But um, they were just a blast to do, and the end result was pretty cool. But yeah. I got to learn that, yeah, maybe a Stormcloak wasn't the best way for me. But yeah, it was fun. The story does take its, its twists and turns. So uh, it's definitely a pick a side and do them because they are fun. And you can start them out early, too. What about what about the player that, that chooses to be... Um, Neutral. Neutral. Thank you, Lou. Yeah. Wow. I'm really not doing well. well. You, don't, <laughs> you don't do any of the story quests, and you miss out on a lot of the epic story of the game. Have you Have you tried that though? A neutral character? That's not. No. That, that's not my play style. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I, I've been I've been remaining neutral with my main character, but I'm feeling the pull to go one side or the other. But the the problem right now is, you know, I see things on both sides that. I don't like, and then I like at the same time. So I'm, I've been riding the fence. Yeah, same here. I mean, I haven't joined on my main character. I haven't joined either faction yet. Although I do have both. Uh, I guess both quest chain starters. Mm. But uh, along with getting sidetracked with all the side quests, I just haven't gotten around to actually pursuing the storylines of joining either side. And just like you, Ivarwin, I've seen enough of the game to realize, wow, neither side is entirely innocent. But neither side is entirely guilty either. I mean, they both have their reasons, and trying to play it from the perspective of my main character is just, wow, do I really want to do this? I mean, part of me actually wants to do the Stormcloaks because my main character is a Nord, and for all intents and purposes, we know the Empire forcefully took over Skyrim and made it part of the Empire. Yeah. So there's that aspect of the game. But then again, it's like you're a loyal citizen of the Empire. Fine, that was in the past. You are part, you're a citizen. You know what? These are rebels. Let me join the Imperial Army. Let me get back at them for, for daring to uh, disrupt the Empire. What was funny is I took it from a, more of an RP standpoint with my current character on what side I, I wanted to take. I, I, was, I was letting the game decide for me. Yeah, I did the Stormcloaks already, but I would do it again if it, if it drew my character that way. When I went to the Empire route in the beginning, the guy that helped me out at the end, I went and met up with him again in uh, Whiterun. And he was telling me about how I became such a good friend, and he thanked me. And every time I talk to him now, he's I'm such a great friend, held to the Empire type thing. So that's what kind of drove my character to go towards the Empire. So what I've been finding is that people that, that play this game, they choose their faction based on, you know, things that, that they see, you know, one side doing over the other and either liking or disliking those things. You know, I mean, if you if you look at the very beginning of the game, all right, if you really take in what's going on, it's extremely powerful. You're, what you're actually looking at is the the you know how historically an outside occupying force 
treats those they occupy and and how those people who are being oppressed view their oppressors it's well, that's that why the majority first... of the people actually go Empire, or they go Stormcloak first because of that first scene. Yeah. Right. And then after they play Stormcloak, too. they realize, uh, maybe these guys really aren't where I'm supposed to be. And yeah. they want to do their right. Empire next. That's what I've been reading and, and hearing all over forums and everything like that is what people mostly do. So you know what, yeah. guys? Here, let's do a little experiment. I so, want our listeners to email us in, write a comment about why they chose a particular side. Just a little uh, a social experiment, if you will. About why you chose either the Imperial or Stormcloaks, or if you're re- remaining neutral. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm into that. I think that's a good yeah, idea. It'll be a good, uh, good thing to know exactly what everyone's thoughts were initially. Yeah. yeah when your head was on the chopping block, <laughs> I didn't do anything, but you can chop my head off anyway. <laughs> you Imperial dogs. Well, what about the guy that got shot in the back for no reason? I mean, right. I, I understand. Okay, for for one reason or another, he's a prisoner of war. And and when you're in that when you're in that caravan heading over to over to the, the it's basically a death camp. Okay, um, when you're headed over, you know to you know there, you find out that he doesn't understand why he was arrested. He's not a uh, re- rebellion sympathizer one bit. And in fact, he was arguing with you for the imperial side. And and he had he brought up good points, but then he he finds out, you know, oh my God, I got mixed up in in this rebel rousing nonsense, and I totally am not one of these guys. And you know, he he's basically held, detained, arrested without trial, without a voice. He has nothing else. He's scared for his life. Has nothing. Panics, runs, and what do they do? They shoot him in the back on sight. I mean, how how un-American can you possibly be? And the you thing know, is, I mean, Skyrim and not America. <laughs> I, well, you know what? No, thank God for that. Thank right. God for that. You're right. And and talk about talk about a subject matter that started this this whole, you know, um, civil war in Skyrim. T- talk about something that would that would grab every American, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, by by the the most basic of of beliefs that you have. You know, um, liberalism regarding your religion. You know, everyone in everyone believes, especially in this country, that you have the right to whatever religion you you hold, whether it's it's popularly held or not. And this is what they're fighting over. They're fighting over the right to to you know praise whatever deity they they wish to. Yeah. And it, it's the catalyst for starting the civil war. But there, like everything else, there's there's hidden motives that are in the background. Yeah, they use this facade for okay they won't let us worship our deity but in reality there's actually a different real reason in the background why they're doing this and that's something that you'll you would discover as you go through the storyline right it was like some kind of security measure and um the imperials had to like we're like we're forced to well not just the imperial side but also on the stormcloak side okay there's a lot going on in the background especially with mr olaf or whatever his name is uther Mm. Mm -hmm that uh, you don't see in the beginning you don't see until about halfway through you start really seeing what's going on with him so by the end of that I was sitting there really thinking why am I continuing a storyline I'm not liking it anymore <laughs> or the, the way that the, the plot's turning for the Stormcloaks I wasn't really into Stormcloaks anymore Yeah. Right. you were seeing the, the ugly side as to what they were actually uh, on board for yeah exactly well that's the side that you never see in textbooks regarding rebellions true you know, it, it is. I mean, you know, you hear about you hear about the American Revolution. 
you know, the way we tell the story, it's it sounds like, gee, you know, we were really fighting God's God's war here. You know, we were we were fighting for the side of of truth and justice and forging the American way. And you know, George Washington, uh, you know, was was a real democratic leader of his time. And you know what? And and I'm not I'm not being anti-American. I'm not, and I'm not being you know. Um, I'm not trying to, you know, be obnoxious, but there's always two sides to everything. Always, there's always hidden right. motive. Always, and yeah, exactly, and you know where where you do have that that PR facade in every rebellion, like you know we are, you know, uh, leading the charge here for for the the quest of truth and 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 freedom. There's always something else going on. Uh, just look at just look at the Occupy Wall Street campaign. Okay, those guys started off saying, you know, we're uh, we're not happy what's going on in, in the government right now, and we want to end it, and we want we want total transparency in our government and and on Wall Street and what these guys are trading and what they're doing, and lo and behold, we find out later on that everyone who started that movement right now is is on the take. Mm-hmm. They're taking a tremendous amount of money from a lot of the people that they were protesting against, and they're all <laughs> they're yeah. all inside nice little hotels. We can go into politics all day today. Oh, yeah. Good chats about that. It's just Skyrim. (laughs) But the fact that this game has such an in-depth storyline, and this is just one minor story of the entire world story going on, that it can create that kind of debate, that kind of of enthusiasm, is something that says something about the story in a big way. Oh, precisely. If it can... Yes. I'm, I'm a writer, okay? If... I have to be able to portray emotion in my readers. If I don't, I'm not successful. You want to be able to pull... In order to tell a really good story in a movie, a book, a game, you have to tell a story that pulls on your your players, your readers' emotions. If you can do that, they're going to get drawn in the story. They're going to continue it. And that's exactly what they've been doing with this in different ways. And I, I've enjoyed every storyline almost... The Thieves Guild one, the only frustrating thing that frustrates me about that is you can't go the opposite way and take out the Thieves Guild. There's no way to oh, do that. always be thieves, Joe. <laughs> well, we've got this, this town be that's being oppressed by this Thieves Guild. And, you would, you know, if you have a sympathetic character, you want to go help them. You can't. It's just, it's, that can be frustrating. But I know that it's, it's kind of, um, you cannot kill all of them, actually, Grayson. You can only kill a few of them, and then the depression still is there. So there's no real real way of stopping them. So yeah, that was a frustrating thing. But I know why they do that, because that quest chain is detrimental to any thief or stealth person in the game. It plays a, a very big role in that. So anyway, um, I have a couple of tips to do. Oh, I did run into a big bug last night that was really irritating the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go do a Daedric Quest weapon, or Daedric Quest, to get a two-handed hammer that is... Uh, Pretty, pretty epic. Pretty epic. And I really want to go do this Daedric quest, but I have to go to an orc camp outside of Riften to start it, because there's a, a an orc wizard there that, that starts the quest chain. As I got to the front gate, there's a giant there attacking the front guards. By the time I get to the giant and kill him, he's killed every guard there is. So I cannot oh. get into the orc encampment. Great. It's locked. Oh, nice. And you need a key. There's no way, way around at all. As I waited two days, still no NPC respawn. I rolled back my save, waited to see if, if it would resolve itself. Went over there, they were dead. 
rolled back again, oh, no. ran there as fast as I could, went to attack the guards, uh, forgot that I just got a perk on my two-hand sword that every time I do a sweeping move, it does an AoE. Oh. <laughs> so I went up hitting the guards. So I, not, oh, only did, not only did I kill a giant, but I killed the guards as well, and it ticked off every people, everyone in the gate, so they started attacking me too. <laughs> <sighs> nice swing, X. Nice swing. So I rolled it back, turned the game off, said I'll come back to it later. <laughs> I'll figure out a way to do this. <laughs> It's, a, it's that old, uh, that old, uh, that old line from the Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> if he were a lumberjack, the only thing safe in the woods would be the trees. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not only did Joe take out the giant's head, but every other guard within the vicinity. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Just trying to help. Sorry. Didn't mean to kill all you. Just want to go and somebody. <laughs> poke, you poke. Let me in. No keys. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I swear I won't kill any of you. Let me in the camp. No, go away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the course. tips for the week. I mentioned last week about when you're doing the Northern Daedric quest to get the blood that you have to get for each character. There is a place that lets you get all the blood types without killing much. And except for High Elf. I'm not going to tell you how to get the High Elf one. You're going to figure that one out on your own. <laughs> But it's a place called Liar's Retreat. And it's kind of hard to describe because there's no real coordinates in the map. But it's in between Marqueth and Solitude. If you look between, like a straight line between those two cities, you'll see a mountain range in between them and a river that comes off of Solitude to the left-hand side of the map. Follow that river until it comes to a large bend. In that bend on the right side is the mountains. That's where Liar's Retreat is. Go in there and you can get most all your blood types without lifting a finger really it, it's really easy we have to kill a couple of you know baddies but it's uh, a good way to get almost all of them and seriously I'm not gonna rip you guys off so if you want to get the high elf blood there are patrols for what are those people called the um, the embassy people high elves no not the high elves over there <laughs> there's an embassy north of solitude that's like a high elf embassy, and I forgot what they call themselves. Chat room, can you help me out here? Uh, high elves. Thalmor. Uh, Thalmor. Ah. Thalmor. Thalmors. Uh, I, went Thalmor. to, I went to the embassy to see if I can, you know, kill one, but the gate's locked. I cheated. You mean the Thalmor, Joe? Yeah, the Thalmor. Thanks, Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> so I went over to the embassy to try to kill one, and I was shooting him off, shooting him at the, on the uh, ledge. You can't get into the gate unless you do the main storyline, which you have to actually get into the Thalmor embassy. If you do the main storyline okay. to that point, you can get in very easily and just walk up to one of them, kill them, and get the blood. If you haven't, though, it's locked, and you can't do it. I cheated, though. I killed one who was hanging off of the wall with my arrow, so I just kind of jumped up and tried to click on the right click so I loot him really quick. <laughs> <laughs> and I was successful. Damn these hands, not fast enough. <laughs> it gave me the option to, loot, to take his blood. But they have Thalmor patrols that are ex- escorting guards to Solitude or up to the retreat all the time. So if you watch that road from the Solitude main road up to the... It kind of splits from the Solitude main road right outside of Solitude that goes up into the mountains. And that road up to the mountains is to the embassy. So they always have a patrol going back and forth between there, usually with guards. You can take out that patrol and get the blood you need right there. Okay. Um, Nice. That's the best way of doing that one. The second tip I have is when you're doing major quests, such as the Dark Brotherhood, the Thieves Guild, that kind of thing... Always look for alternative ways of doing the quest. Take some time. Study your mark. Study the place you have to go. Because there's literally 
tons of different ways of doing each quest and ways that you wouldn't even think about. I don't mean to do a little bit of a spoiler here, but there's one point you have to kill a high official in the Dark Brotherhood, and she's going to make a speech. You have to kill her when she's making that speech and get away. Well, there's several ways you can do it. You can be in the audience, you can shoot her with a bow, you can go up on the balcony behind her backstabber, you can do this and this and this. But one thing that people don't ever think about or know is that way above her in a, in a tower is a statue. You can go up to that statue and you can hear her start her speech. As soon as you start her speech, you get a, an option on that statue to push the statue. Oh, oh very you, nice. The statue, you hear a loud thunk, and then everyone starts panicking. But no one saw you do it. So you can stroll right out. Wow. That's awesome. So there's Just always away. little ways of doing things like that in all these quests. There's different ways of, of, of handling the situation, not just running in and slashing like I'm doing right now, but, you know, just look around and experiment. Do it a couple times. Say before you go into the area for each major quest. That way, if you don't like what happened and the results, you can roll back and you do it again. Just study it. It's fun. It makes it more entertaining. Yeah. And that is my yeah. tips. There definitely is like a tremendous amount of much more. There's a lot more enjoyment that you can have in the game just simply by, you know, taking your time and, and walking around and keeping your eyes open. I mean, you know, I can't tell you like, you know, a week or two ago I said, you know, make sure you, you look behind those those cobwebs. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I found, you know, gems behind those cobwebs or, or actually, a, you know, a chest. And, you know, it's just uh Something like that is, you know, Joe, by pushing, you know, finding that that statue you can push over. I mean, that's what a gem. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> All kinds of goodies you can do. Like if you have yeah. to kill a mark for a Dark Brotherhood and they're always surrounded and you have to wait, wait, wait. They have to go to sleep at some point. So you follow them and find out where they go to sleep. There you go. Yeah. Problem solved. There you go. Uh, Let's figure that out. And you can have fun yeah, ways of doing all... it too. Really fun ways of doing it. I have knocked someone off of a cliff with a shout, and it counted as assassination. Yes. I've done that. That is amazing. <laughs> also makes for a really good YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> There's a point where you have to assassinate another official who goes from town to town on different days, and you have to kill him in one of these cities for the extra credit. Well, I have heard and, and talked and, and read forums of so many ways that people have done this. It's pathetic. No one... Nobody has done it the same way. It's great. I love it. All righty. Any, any last thoughts for this section before we move on to the Tamriel Times, gentlemen? No, I'm tapped out. Uh, I am tapped out as well. Good. All right, <laughs> moving on. Confirmation by Imperial State. Dragon spotted in Riverwood. Jarl of Windhelm appoints a new thane. This is Tamriel Times. Your source for news in Skyrim. And welcome to the Tam Real Times, your official news and community news and events. And I kind of butchered that, but that's okay. We have <laughs> patch 1.3.1 update on Steam. It downloaded instantly for me and it took like literally half of a second to do so. It was a very minor patch. It was mostly just a quick fix and it allows for PC users to do 4 gig of RAM support. Yay, finally. Yeah, so if you've got, you know, 4 gigs of RAM in your system now, um, it'll, you know, the game will be able to utilize that instead of just, you know, the, the 2 gigs of RAM as it normally was and, and creating a bunch of unnecessary lag 
I don't you know, mean to nerd game. out right now. Okay. But get over it, because that's what I am. All right. I'm over it. <laughs> Let's Most nerd operating it. systems nowadays are running on 64-bit, which allows for a much broader spectrum for hardware. Which means that most modern PCs are coming out with 8 to 16 gigs, especially if you have a PC for gaming. The PC I'm going to be building next month is going to be a 32 gigger. That's a lot of RAM. And these games should learn to allow open sourcing for RAM. They'll allow you to use as much as you, as you have available, or as much as you want to allocate, give you that option. Just 4 gigs to right. me, it still seems 2005. <laughs> yeah. Well, you also got to figure that when these companies start building these games, maybe someone of that, I guess, project team should have thought ahead saying, you know what? Uh, what can we utilize today and what's in store for the future? You know, maybe think ahead and say, all right, for now we can allow it, uh, well, I guess, whatever the max usage is now, but let's plan for, you know, we're in development now, we're not going to release for another two, three years. Well, what can we do three years from now? My God, maybe they can use 32 gigs of RAM in the future. Let's build a game around that possibility. You know, let's give our players the get-go. You know, you can use that much. If you got this, you can use this. If not, that's fine. You can still run the game with no issues. Right. Joe, you you used to... um, I'm sorry, Lou. Um, Joe, you used to work in the game industry. You were were a lead designer at one point. Not a lead designer. I was a a designer, yeah. A designer, all right. One is a lead designer, though. Not it, it, not prepping Skyrim to to function for a four gig system, four gig of RAM system, is that is that an oversight by the company? Should they have anticipated this when they were making the game? Yes, because of the the type of game it is and how big it is and how it does stress a lot of systems for PCs. Right. If you don't have the right video card and such, they should have allowed. They should have seen that most video cards use massive amounts of of. Um, processing RAM as well. So all your systems, a 4 gig RAM system, even with your operating system running, you're still utilizing only maybe 10 to 15% of your RAM at the most. So when you're opening up Skyrim, you sh- you have all this RAM available to you. I mean, most systems are between 6 and 8 gigs right now. The majority of all mm. the systems that you can buy are between 6 and 8, even laptops. We're getting to that point anyway. Why not take use of that to really minimize the lag and maximize your frame rate to give a better experience for the players? That's something that they really, the programmers especially, should have really should have considered when they were building the engine of this. Yeah, right. And I'd say you know maybe expand that to all you know not only just Skyrim but other games in development now. It's like you know what your players can do, you know build for it, you know build for the future too. I mean if you know you're not going to release, think ahead. You know don't just think for the moment. Uh, when I was in the game industry. DLC was just becoming something that companies were considering. So it's a little different from when I was uh, a designer and what it is now. I would love to become a designer again, trust me. So if anyone's hiring. But now they have to. it's, it's all about looking towards the future when you're designing a game. So you, you're looking at games have a much longer lifespan nowadays because of the whole DLC content. So what game would normally we, we would anticipate a three-month lifespan on playtime for a game and we were developing it. Now it's progressing to how are we going to build this for a year or maybe even two years down the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they should really consider that when it comes to the technology side of, of their platforms as well. I remember um, for the original Xbox, all right, Bioware put out Knights of the Old Republic. Probably probably one of the, the most popular and 
landmark games of of the decade and especially the original Xbox Knights of the Old Republic. Um, what what got me about the game and really about the Xbox itself and and this was back me up on this one, Lou. This was like two thousand one, two thousand two, right? Right, right that time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about it was about that. Um, right. What got me about this game and what what wanted me to go out and buy an Xbox was when I sat down with our friend Mike and he was showing me KOTOR and it, the game had been out, I think, for like, I don't know, a year at that point. And he was like, oh, yeah, check this out. They released a new planet. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? They released, what is that? What? Are you, what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, they had a, they came out with a new planet. And I'm like, wait, hold on. What do you mean they came out with a new planet? Like, it's you know, you, the game's a year old. How do you just come out with a... And he tells me, he goes, yeah, the Xbox is connected to my, my internet. So they made a new planet and just released it. And I downloaded it. I was like, what? <laughs> they do that? Like, this is being done? Like, this is... I was blown out of my mind. I thought the whole download content thing was just... Gaming is changing! Yeah, like I, I didn't, I never considered that once a developer put out a game that they would even start thinking about, all right, now that most of our systems are connected to the internet, can we actually add to this and have these people put it on their hard drives, which are now in, in our consoles? And like, I never even considered that. And the fact that, that gaming was going in that direction at the time, I thought, wow, this is the potential for this is just amazing. I didn't think even at that time, that it was going to be a necessity almost, you know, over 10 years later. Well, that's it's another, now a necessity. Yeah, and it's also another topic of big debate <laughs> about how a lot of people are complaining about how a lot of games coming out, are they feel incomplete because that they were trying right. to save content for DLC in the future to, to lengthen the game. So they basically chopped up the game after it was completed, set aside some of the ingredients, if you will, for a later use, and then release that porp, that partial. Now, yeah. fortunately, Skyrim is not a partial. It doesn't feel that way. And I know that every developer who's who's produces a major title because the market's different nowadays. It costs a heck of a lot more money to make a game. It takes a lot longer, so the companies are a lot more invested. So they really have to think long term. And I know that Bethesda has been thinking about Skyrim extra DLC content probably six months, and they were planning it six months before. <clears throat> Excuse me. Before the game even launched, so it's exciting. It's really exciting to see gaming go this way, and I just, I kind of hope developers don't do that that chopping block method, and they keep with the full game and then just add to it. Alrighty, and the next, well, this patch was mostly for PC users because it kind of goes towards that side of things. Um, home consoles do use RAM, but I think they're already utilizing the Max for that currently. So I don't really think this patch is going to be coming out for consoles, but we'll keep you guys updated if it does. Yeah. So then um, our next headline uh, was going to be the author of Nude Females Mod wins. <laughs> yeah, okay. So just, soak that, just soak that in for a second. <laughs> okay. Author of the Nude Female Mod. <laughs> wins. Wins. Mm. Wins. File of the Month Award on Skyrim Nexus. Uh, yes, it's true. The pal uh, who is uh, that's his his, uh, his his monogram, his name, uh, his the ID. pal, his ID, uh, author of new females mod wins FOTM. <laughs> <laughs> this really needs to be abbreviated. <laughs> <laughs> File of the month <laughs> FOTM. <laughs> 
uh, from Skyrim Nexus. Um, <clears throat> basically, what he what he does is he uh, he gives a a interview to uh, Skyrim Nexus as well and talks about how um, he he developed the uh, the idea, the mod. They they get a little idea of of who he is. So, uh, grats to the pal for downloading the uh, or for creating the most uh, downloaded mod by far, uh, this, <laughs> by far. <laughs> and growing <laughs> and growing no no uh, no pun intended right Lou yeah no no <laughs> not at all PG gentlemen PG totally PG all right I'll stop with all that Khajiit I'll be good yes thank you <laughs> calm the all that Khajiit down so um but yeah that was that was definitely the the file of the month was uh the <laughs> the nude female mod <laughs> I it. our next headline is skyrim makes number one in u.s today usa today top games of 2011 go ahead of our take us through this yeah let's let's think about that for a second okay um usa today is a national syndicated newspaper okay it it, it deals in you know, world news, domestic news, news in general. Okay, um, they did a top ten list, and Skyrim made number one, top game for 2011. The significance of this is is basically this. All right, a couple of a couple of weeks ago on the show, I was talking about cultural reach and significance. And all right, you and I and, and the tree knows about Skyrim right now, and uh, you know most of us agree that it's a phenomenal game. All right, but we're in the industry. All right, we, we we're doing a show. We're in the industry. You you're in the industry. You play the game. You buy into it. You know you you buy these things. You're you're a consumer of the industry. You know that. Okay, USA Today is not in the industry. They're not gamers. They're journalists. All right, for them to to say, by the way, this unbelievable game called Skyrim, yeah, number one. For them to recognize that shows that number one. Um, Skyrim is is deserving of of Game of the Year, and number two, that it has reached that that c- cultural significance. Um, that that's that level of mainstream across, uh, yeah. I guess, a broader spectrum of America. Right. right, and and here's the other thing, real quick, um, Joe, is that gaming now is mainstream. It's just as mainstream as as going to the movies. You know, if you're if you got that friend of yours at work that's telling you like, you know, oh, you're a nerd for playing games like, you know, you're not. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> I'm a nerd. Yeah, and, and then you have the very same person is. calling you a nerd. It's like, all right, tell me, do you don't own a system? And you find out, yeah, I do own one. OK, hey, everyone calls me a nerd. I, I just tell them thank you and shake their hand. Yeah, Go. I, I openly admit I tell people I'm the biggest nerd you're going to meet because, yeah, I do it all. <laughs> PC games, Star Wars, Star Trek. Come on, <laughs> just keep piling on. Yeah. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> it's just it kills me now how how you know gaming how far gaming has come in 25 to 30 years. It's been you know regarded as a child's toy to now it's really starting to flesh itself out as a legitimate form it's of, of recreation. It's the like number that. two entertainment industry in the world, right? Only being surpassed by porn. That's got to say something. It, it says a few things. <laughs> <laughs> Things we can't get into on this G-rated show, folks. <laughs> Family friendly, right? It, it says a few things. <laughs> so that's a, a pretty awesome headline. That's really neat to see stuff like that happen. 
and yeah, you're right. Gaming is a much more mainstream in culture nowadays. In fact, it's almost a staple, just like TV and movies is. And sometimes even more so because of how involving games are. It's a, it's a social media in most cases. Now, if you look at the way MMOs are going, it's a social-based media in a different world, a release, if you will, from your daily life. It's awesome. I love it. Right. I'm ecstatic to see the game industry move on, and I can't wait to see what's going to happen with it in the future. Um, gentlemen? Of, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, Jim. Go ahead. Oh, um, for those who are not, you know, among our, our generation, you know, our, our parents and, and, you know, slightly, slightly older than us, they don't get it. And, you know, I know you know that. I know you hear it all the time. And, you know, why, why do you bother, you know, playing those games? You know, I, I usually say this, you know, imagine, imagine sitting down to your favorite TV show and finding out that you're a character in that storyline that you can move the plot forward and then do that with all of your friends or, or everyone watching that TV show at the same time. That's the draw to the MMO. That's the kind of draw that, that this, that the MMO has. And then all of a sudden, ah, the light bulb turns on in some people's heads. You know, I, I see, I see the understanding now in, you know, in, you know, my father and he goes, Oh, that's what it's like to, to play, to play an MMO. And, and that's exactly what it is. And look at the uh, some some new games coming out now. There's um, I think it's called Defiance. It's a free to play MMO. I'm not exactly sure when it's due out, but um, it's it's coming out soon. It's got a a, a show on Sci-Fi Channel that it's. Oh yeah, yeah that, that's from that's being launched by the makers of Rift. Uh, yeah, Tryon. 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 Yes. Not only did a show about their about Rift, you think I'd remember that name? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it's been out of the head for a while. You know? Yeah, out of sight, yeah, out of yeah, mind. Tri- yeah, Tryon's developing a game, an MMO, to partner up with the Sci-Fi Channel, and they're releasing a TV show. So, I mean, quite literally, you're having that experience where you are gamers are logging in to this game, and they're going to be pushing the the universe of this TV show forward. And the, the, the developers of the game are going to be, or the, the writers of the TV show are going to be pushing the storyline of, of the game forward as well. And it's going to be working in tandem. That's going to be exciting to see. Yeah. yeah I definitely would try that. See it. Check it out. Um, what else? Oh, right. Uh, in case you were wondering, they did. Yeah, USA Today said Skyrim was number one. Uh, and it was a top ten list. So from ten down to two. Uh, they listed Dead Space 2 as number 10, Jetpack Joyride, uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, Gears 3, Bastion, L.A. Noire, Uncharted 3, uh, Batman, Arkham City, and Portal 2 came in number 2. Portal 2. So Still a joke. Portal 2. Jetpack Joyride? <laughs> this is not a gaming podcast. I'm not getting this, but what the hell is Jetpack Joyride? It looked like a uh, side-scrolling kind of a platforming type. Okay, then. We're going to take a break, guys. <laughs> all right uh, we'll be right back with some more goodies
problem. We are back in the crafting table. Mods and other game enhancements. We have a couple of performance stuff for you guys. Nivarwin, go ahead, man. Absolutely. Skyrim players, is your game laggy? Do you play the game and see lots of slowdown time? Is your Nord moving? Oh. And yet you don't see anything on screen? Really? That's me. Well, I've got the mod for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, TESV acceleration layer. That is the Elder Scrolls V acceleration layer. That's what TESV stands for. Uh, it is a mod. You can get it off of where else? SkyrimNexus.com. And I'm not being one sided. It's just the one good place that has lots of mods for Skyrim. Um, and we'll get into that later. But anyway, uh, TESV acceleration layer. It increases your FPS in laggy areas. Um, basically, what this what this is going to do for you is make when the, the game, game run faster, make that game run faster. Um, yes, more that's, speed, more speed. That's what it does. Uh, when the game starts to lag out, this picks it up for you and pushes it along. Uh, Boast an average reported twenty frames per second increase by users. Most, however, receive an 8 to 10 frames per second increase. Now, look, if, you're, so, if you're running only 10 frames per second and you're boosted to 20, that's a big difference. Right. Either way you yeah. look at it, that's a big difference. Yeah. yeah. At this point, it's a big boost. Just take it. Yeah, it's a quick little download. Um, no no big real hoopla over, over downloading it. However, I would recommend uh, reading the directions before you, you download it because, you know, um, like like this and so many other mods out there, you've got to put these things in very, very, very specific folders. And if you don't, you're going to have a junk file in your game and at the worst, you could bug your game out and crash it. So before you mod anything, make sure you read the directions, make sure this is going in where it's got to go because you don't want to crash a game. Exactly. But yeah. The one that I've been considering to download for a while now is the Skip Bethesda intro, which basically means you don't have to go through that entire intro over and over again every time you want to make a new character. Uh, more details of Arwen. Yeah, it uh, completely skips the uh, the intro to the game. Um, so, you know, by now, most of us have multiple tunes, probably over 100 plus hours in the game. Guilty. So, <laughs> this might be a welcome change for you, Lou, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I may have to just get this now. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, you know, you've seen the Bethesda logo. You know who made the game. Uh, if it's annoying you at this point, and it might be, there are probably a good good amount of people out there. Um, you know, this this might be this might be for you as well. Just head on over to uh, curse.com. Yes, I said curse.com this time. I, I checked, and I found this one there at curse.com. Um, make sure again you follow the directions on this because you got to put this in a very specific folder. So if you if you don't end up putting it in that folder, you could crash the game. So just be very careful with follow that. Follow directions. Uh, oh, you're gonna make me read? Oh gosh, how to read? Can't do that. I'm a gotta gamer. I don't read. If you want a mod, uh, you have to read. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way it is. Those trivialities. <laughs> trivialities. I tell you. Think of it like quest text. <laughs> Fair enough. Think of it like that. Fair enough, right? Yep. All right. Well, Good that was there. Pretty, uh, let me ask you something. Have you ever had a, a an FPS issue with with Skyrim? Me, no. No. I design Blue? and build my own computers. I design them, so no. Yeah, I I've had actually have uh, had some FPS issues, so I definitely will pick both these up. 
uh, because I'm playing actually on an older laptop right now. Misses. A Dell XPS M1730. Don't hate. Not hating <laughs> Dell. Not hating. <laughs> so, you know, that, that would definitely help me out there. Uh, my desktop, I don't have any issues, but uh, when I'm mobile, going around place to place, you know, I have what I have. So that'll definitely help me out on the uh, laptop side when I'm uh, not home. So. Well, like I yeah. talked about in the, middle, in the beginning of the show about the whole milk drinker insult. Yeah. What's the name between? Call me milk drinker. <laughs> well, Mr. Lou just said that uh, reading is for milk drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little baby milk drinker. Suckling. Go and take what you want. No reading. Yeah. Just do it. I average about it. 50 frames a second on ultra settings right now. Nice. 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 Very nice. Stereo. And I'm rebuilding my PC next month. A new design that's going to make my current design look slow. Look slow, huh? Uh-oh. What kind of what kind of processor are you thinking about putting in? I'm putting an i7 quad. Oh. He's going quad core, folks. 30, oh, no. 32 gig DDR3, 12,800 gigahertz processing speed per core. Yeah, hold on. That pizza so guy has it? always got to make the call back, you know? <laughs> is it delivery, though, or is it Jorno's Joe? Which is it? <laughs> Which is it? You know, I heard delivery. you can't tell. Delivery. A, oh, you can tell. Weird. Trust me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I got a new beast. I'm going to put in the new NVIDIA card for 3D support and all that nice. good stuff. Um, yeah, it's, I got massive plans for it. I'm going to put an Asus board in. I'm not going to nerd out on it, but it's. I'm putting 120 oh, yeah. gig flash dr- <laughs> or solid state drive for my primary OS. <laughs> wow. And a terabyte oh, storage it's drive it's for the show. That's how much space I'm gonna need. <laughs> yeah, we we soak up a lot of a lot of files out there, and they take up a lot of space on Joe's computer. <laughs> I have a 500 gig backup right now, and I've got about 40 left. Oh, wow! That's also wow. a lot of games, and and as well as all the audio files for the shows. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do anyway. that. We're going to move on to Town Square because we have a lot to cover. We brought up yeah. the whole DLC thing last week, and people have responded in droves. They've responded in droves. So we got we picked out some of the ones that we liked and ones we want to talk about. So let's get into that right now. Hear that? Something's going on in the Town Square. And welcome to Town Square. Before we hit up these emails, me and Ivarwin had more DLC ideas we want to throw out there really quick. I'm going to let Ivarwin take it away on that. I'm going to let Joe take it away on that. Oh, goody. Um, Whoa! You tossed it me and I threw it right back. Oh, what am I going to do? I'm not prepared. Who's <laughs> um, open? Actually, I am prepared. <laughs> my idea was, uh, I was talking to my buddy Mike from the Quest Gaming Podcast, and... He's all talking about how epic and insanely awesome his his massive two-hander is, and I wanted oh, no. to be able to take him on one-on-one. It's a family show. I want to take him on one-on-one to test the metal between his guy and my stealth assassin, and just to see what would happen. I would love to see an arena-type scenario where you can go to a server, download your character into this little arena, and take your friends on one-on-one. And where if you have a high stealth, you'd literally be invisible to your opponent until you attack. And they can locate you when they get close to you is when they can start to see you. So there's different ways they could do it and make it very viable to where every aspect of the game would be able to play an effect here when you're 
dueling it out with your friends. I think that'd be so awesome. And keep like a, uh, a a record of your victories and losses and stuff like that. That'd be so cool. Wouldn't be if you think about how how they could do it too. It really isn't that hard of a thing to throw into the game. <laughs> I mean, uh, you don't have to have the Colosseum physically within Skyrim. There's a Colosseum in the province just to the south. Um, in in the Imperial City, you could have one of those little carts that you know magically transports you to towns all throughout Skyrim. Why can't you just have a cart that you could use that's specifically dedicated to the Colosseum, and you, you click on the cart, and you automatically are put into an instance within that Colosseum in the P- Imperial City, and then you guys just go at it. You know, it could be a great way for them to show off. A brand new coliseum with crowds cheering and roaring, and the, the you know their feet stomping, and crowds going nuts, and the this you know screen you know you know uh, jostling me under the, under their their cheering and stomping, and you know it could be they it could, could really be a lot do it of fun, awesome. and they could even do it set up to where you could have maybe teams two on spectators? two spectators, yeah, spectators, heck yeah, yeah, you well, know I'd love to watch Darwin and and. Uh, and Lou go head to head. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take that little girly man down. I'll cry like a wimpy milk drinker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mike said in the chat, because I would cut your head, your legs, your arms, your feet, and bury them across Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> I Sounds was, like a well-adjusted person. <laughs> that's a taunt right there. I want to bring it on. Let's do it. <laughs> Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> I put an arrow to his knee, and it would be all over then. Uh, <laughs> all right, legs now. <laughs> that was my little additional idea. What about you, Varwin? You know, you know what I hate. Okay. What do you hate, Varwin? Here's what I hate. Besides me, I hate. No, I'll stop. Not... <laughs> I hate. I hate starting a new character, and then walking in a dungeon and knowing the layout, because I did it on my other character a week ago. I hate that. Mm. So right. for. For download content, I know they don't want to make the game bigger because it's already big enough. I get it. Okay? We've heard it a million times. Really, not really. I just say it a lot. (laughs) Um, But I thought it might, if they could, I don't even know if it's possible for the game, if they were able to create some kind of um, map randomization where you walk into a dungeon and it's set up you know the rooms are the same way as they normally are you know that trap is still in that same room just the way it normally is but you know the map is is randomized and you know oh. you're you're not starting in that map the same place that you always start at you know the cave entrances instead of it being on the north side maybe now it's in the southeast and you hit the rooms differently and the rooms are arranged differently now so you finally get to that room where that that big trap is in that you you know always happen to you know, remember that it's there and, you know, it's not always in the same place. So now you finally hit that room and where it was once in the beginning, now it's all the way at the end or toward the middle or, you know, and obviously the boss is always going to be at the end, but maybe the boss is in a different room now. I like that. Right. I like that a lot, actually. That would add, that would add a lot more uh, replay value to a, an already high replay value game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let it, uh, keep that air of mystery and, you know, suspense and surprise. So you're not actually plotting on that oh i know I, if i go to this room i know exactly what's there like, nope i don't know what's in there it's a whole new map yeah and yeah uh, i think grayson got it got hit the nail on the head with what i was trying to get across yeah like dragon age 2 same dungeon just connected at different areas yeah 
Right. Um, and I'm not saying go crazy with it. You know, don't don't put Marketh in a totally different area on the map. That would drive me nuts. <laughs> I don't want to re-explore Skyrim. Okay. <laughs> what I want to do is I want I want things to be where they normally are. I just want to experience that dungeon differently. I'm a dungeon crawler. I think most of us that play, you know, role-playing games that lean toward action are dungeon crawlers. We want to go in there. The first time playing Skyrim is always the best. If we had a randomization generator for for the dungeon maps, I think, especially, could you imagine this in in a place like Blackreach? I, I mean, my God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, geez. yeah. Um, I that was that was one little idea that I had, but um, my idea isn't isn't enough. Uh, everyone else had ideas, and uh, you know, uh, we got a ton of emails that came in. Let's get started. Maybe, on them. yeah, Lou, you want to take the first one? Sure. All right. Now, our first email comes from Ben. And Ben writes in, I thought it would be neat if Thalmar have a little more purpose in the game. Besides being all they are besides targets? Being a yeah, Hey, they're good targets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they're all is a plot device. And I don't know about you, but I just want all of them dead. As do we <laughs> yes. all, Ben. As do we all. Maybe in a DLC the Thalmar attack wherever Skyrim is after the Civil War quest. That's an idea. Okay. Well Ben. Putting yeah, a Thalmor into it, yeah. getting more of the Thalmor story would be pretty cool. I have to agree. Yeah, put them as additional faction that you can work with, maybe betray or, you know, sympathize with them, and turn on the Stormcloaks and the Imperial Army. Kidding, that everyone be... wants to kill Thalmor. <laughs> <laughs> Thalmor has no friends. <laughs> Those friendless elves. Arrogant high elves. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now our next email comes from Garrett. And Garrett writes in, my DLC would be a play off the Civil War quest. If you pick Imperials, you have a chance to marry the High Queen and become High King. Or if it's Rebels, overthrow Ulfric or marry him. Well, hopefully we're playing female characters there, Garrett. I haven't <laughs> finished that quest yet, <laughs> so it may not work. But I think it would be sweet to be the official High King. Hey, we so may we... have listeners that swing the other way. More power to him, marry Ulfric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, oh strong, God, Nord. So... Uh-oh. And actually, that is a that's a pretty good idea too. Like maybe you become the usurper. Forget old frick. <laughs> you're you're it. Tag. I'm it. I'm uh, taking over. That would be interesting. That would definitely be interesting, and maybe play out something similar to what uh, um, uh, Fable Three did after you became mm. king. Kind of do some you know realm management type quests. That would be that'd be cool. Any thoughts on that, guys? No, I, I, I'm, I'm into it. I, I definitely think that there's a lot of um, questing that can be done that can be added to the game once once the major quest lines have been finished. And I think this is, you know, this and the idea before it were uh, have have their place. I think we should yeah, ban Mistress Labou from the chat. I, I keep chuckling. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say this time? I, oh, my God, really? Very Scottish guy in the East Guild. <laughs> I want to be able to marry the Scottish guy in the Thieves Guild per sexy voice. <laughs> Are we talking like fat bastard type I'm Scottish not reading, guy? I'm not reading her next line. That's not appropriate for the show. Um, uh, okay. Our next email comes from Mike B. And Mike writes in, I think a DLC that would bring a new and very large quest would be a good like Shivering Isles. Where it shows up one day out in the water somewhere. It could be small when you look at it. Or be on a map, but once transported, it's in another dimension. Oh. Kind of like a, a, I guess, a new discovery. I guess a new plot device where a hidden land all of a sudden gets the. Uh, That's gets one way in. of looking at it. Yeah, parallel dimensions, that kind of thing. They could play yeah. off that kind of stuff pretty easily, actually. 
especially expanding on like the the Daedric, the, the kind of like the right. Daedric stories, is they like to do all kinds of screwy stuff like that anyway. So yeah, that'd be definitely viable. Um, yeah. Our next email is from Grayson, who is in the chat room. Hi, Grayson. Hey, Grayson. I think it'd be pretty cool. Uh, and I lost the track of thought in his email here. <laughs> if the did something along the lines of adding another continent. Oh, he's basically saying um, it'd be really cool if they added something like a new continent to the map or to the game to expand it further. I know that already they have said that they do not really want to do that. So, yeah, it would be neat to add extra landmass like that. But I don't see that without a new game. Because of, of how big it would be and the involvement it would take to actually produce something like that. Um, mm. It's always a possibility, yeah, definitely. I mean, we'd all love to see that, don't get me wrong. I just don't think Bethesda would really do that. Guys? I hope they change their mind and, and do something like that. Yes, um, I, I would like to see something like that. I mean, maybe have it as an honest-to-goodness real expansion pack for Skyrim. Not DLC-type, but an honest, you know, kind of here, here's some more more of the storyline we want to add to Skyrim, and it's in this part of the land. Right. Maybe maybe Thalmor itself. Yeah. You know, where they come from. <laughs> you know, let's let's not forget, too, that, you know, Tamriel in itself is very large, and just because we've visited Morrowind before, and... Right. Um, or, 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 um, I'm sorry to interrupt, you get mm-hmm. the pirate quest, right? You have a ship, and you travel <laughs> different islands. Yes, there you go. Uh, that'd be one way of going about it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and on that ship, on one of those islands, ninja pirates attack you, <laughs> right, and you've got to you've got to fight them off by removing your your orcish peg leg and beating them back. <laughs> <laughs> right, that was all cool except to the part of re- re- removing my peg leg. That would just be painful. All right, <laughs> <laughs> as as he teeters over, I'll get you. Hang on, I'll hop like, over like, there. Uh, I care. No fair. You can run. I have to hop. <laughs> In that orcish uh, pirate voice, we still have yet to figure out. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on that one. Uh, the next email of our one. All right. Uh, this is a great email that we had by Chris, uh, who had some awesome DLC ideas. Unfortunately, the email itself was very, very long, so we have to paraphrase it. Um, but we would just want to take a quick side note and say thank you to Chris for the compliments and the inputs because uh, the the email was was amazing. He was he had some very 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 good ideas, um, and I don't do it any justice right now. It's just we gotta you know we gotta move things along. I gotta paraphrase it. So basically, Chris says this um, in DLC. What he would like to see are saddlebags for his horse. And armor for the horse, and possibly a coal mount shout. Yes, please. Ah, oh, yeah. I hate having to try to find my stupid horse when I'm attacking a dragon. He takes off halfway across the continent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I like the saddlebag um, idea that he had too, because yeah. he also said in the email, like, you know, you collect a lot of stuff, obviously, in the game, and wouldn't it be good to have some kind of like mobile inventory? I don't know. I mean, I found the stone that lets me carry extra stuff, so I can carry 500 pounds right now. Mm. <laughs> but I yeah. didn't even know that existed. Yep, there's a stone north, kind of where the... It's kind of, um, let's say, north, south, east. It's west of the Thalmor Embassy, along the mountain ridge, and it, it increases the amount of damage you take from your armor, and it increases your carrying amount by 100 pounds. 
Um, he doesn't. He doesn't stop there though. He says uh, possibly a, a dragon tower quest. Uh, by using the Elder Scroll, you can go back in time and open up a new quest where you save two dragon eggs, take them back to the future. Ruin the spoiler right there. That's what. Ruin the whole spoiler alert thing. <laughs> Sorry, right, I should continue. Uh, You're saying. I didn't even think of it. Um, he says, yeah, take take two dragon eggs back to the future, hatch them, um, and be able to uh, to use these for possible for a couple of possible ideas. All right, so you you basically go back in time. All right, save some dragons and bring them back, and you could possibly use it for either a a dragon mount, um, a companion, two dragon companions, or have a dragon tower for them. And it would be, you know, complete with a dragon forge where you can make new gear and weapons and almost have it as a, a house for yourself, almost like a base for yourself and the dragons and get quests there and, and go out from there. What they need to do there. in an expansion, it's just, sorry, it's just the whole idea of the tower thing brought this to my head for some weird reason. But mm-hmm. one thing I would love to see is being able to decorate your own houses and yeah. not just buying these package deals that they just throw in there for you. Right. Being able to choose, you know, or actually look at it first where you realize, oh, God, that looks horrible. You know, what if I want to take way. this room and I want to put a forge in there? You can't do that right. now. You have to do what they want you to do, and you have to pay it in packages. It'd just be a, a little bit more to the game, because like I said before a thousand times, we're all vain. We like to do decorate our stuff our way. <laughs> yeah, I think it would also be a nice idea if those um, inventory, if the, uh, the furniture inside your house was, was meaningful to your stats in some way, like some MMOs usually do it. Right. Like passive ah. bonuses. That that was a actually yeah I've I've read the I've read all Chris's email when he sent it and it was extremely good, a lot of information there. Um, so if we didn't do it justice, Chris, we apologize. But for time frame, we couldn't read the entire thing, and discuss yeah. it. But we really like those ideas. Keep them coming. Before we go into the, the Facebook comments, I want to make a quick mention, guys. When we go through emails, we look for the most thought-provoking emails that we want to that that really create discussion points for the show. Um, but also, if you if you call us in or you email us with an MP3 call, like if you record an MP3 question or your ideas or thoughts, those are going to take priority over emails. We're going to take in consideration of those more than the emails themselves. So that's one way if you want to do it is just to email us an MP3 call, and uh, you will most likely be heard on the show unless it's not appropriate for the show. <laughs> Anyway. There's a lot of phones. There's a lot of phones out there that that have the ability to to do an MP3 call. Uh, if you have a smartphone, you know, and you feel like doing this, you know, no problem. You know, record yourself uh, on on that thing. Send it to us. Uh, we'll get your voice on the air. Our email. All right, um, Lou via Facebook. You want to take this one up? Sure. The first one. Oh, let's see. Also, my ideas for DLC. Something with the Sigic Order. Something with the Thalmor or the Dwemer. Hope I'm saying that right. Yeah. And it seemed like when you guys were talking about DLC, it seemed like you spoke more about visual features than what DLC normally is—an expansion. DLC is not an expansion. It's actually an add-on to the existing game. And I don't remember talking about cosmetic stuff. Do you? The visual features. I don't think we talked much about it at all, but I could be mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to see uh, visual features as DLC. I guess more more skins for weapons and gear and stuff like that. Oh yeah, but yeah, I want to see a different but... play styles. Like, well, you have the magic, you have the two hand sword, you have archery, and you have one hand swords, and you can mix and match that. I wanted to see more 
of the fighting, different different play styles based on fighting, which is the martial arts. There's the uh, um, the pirate type stuff where you actually switch out different types of guns, even put crossbows in there, different ways of doing range. I believe we have a comment about that coming up soon, actually. And we had one listener who wrote in saying he was a martial artist. Me too, buddy. Master martial artist here. Um, nice. Who wanted to see different styles, but one of the things he recommended was doing judo, which doesn't really play in the game. It would cause, it would actually eliminate the other play styles, so that really wouldn't work. But a standing hand-to-hand combat system would work and can work, and I think that's something that they should really look into. And the person who brought who brought that up was Joseph. We thank you very much for that comment, sir. I didn't mean to be mean, by the way. I was just messing. <laughs> messing? Just messing. Just because you do you have any thoughts on that? No, no. I, I think he, he you know put it right where it is. Um, ooh, 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 yeah. You know, it, Dwimmer. I have been very, very curious about those guys. I would love to see them in the game. Yeah. Because we... Because you hear about them. All over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go through their ruins all the time. Why can't we see them? Why can't we learn There's something? There's no one... I know. All that's there is a bunch of ruined books and stone chairs that look mighty uncomfortable. Exactly. <laughs> and what do they pass And what looks like a bank <laughs> and things like that. I'm curious. I want to see what happens. I want to see them with their technology. I think that would be awesome. Uh, the next one we have is Good Day Gentlemen. Love the show and needs to be a podcaster like you guys. So I took an arrow to the knee. Yeah, there's one of the thousands oh. of jokes that we took over the last week. But um bump. <laughs> On the subject of DLC <laughs> for the game, I would love some more ranged weapons. I miss my crossbow from Morrowind. They could also add throwing knives, throwing axes and spears, and flintlocks. Don't forget the flintlocks, yeah. Keep up the good work, fan for life, Sean. Thank you, Sean. And I, I did kind of jump the gun earlier when I said <laughs> bringing in crossbows and stuff. But yes, I agree. Adding more ranged weaponry would be awesome, and it could easily be done. For instance, in the, in the aspect of a crossbow or a flintlock, they might have shorter range, but they also have longer load times, and they can hit a little bit harder. So it, it would balance that out. It's actually very easy to balance out. Can you imagine having a one-hand sword and a flintlock in the other hand, you shoot the guy, you, you swipe at him, swipe at him until you're loaded. You take another shot, bam. It would add a whole different element to the game that would, I would love to see. Yeah. Right now it just seems yeah. a little narrow. Right. And with playing the Dark Brotherhood, or even with the Thieves Guild, you know, the throwing knives, throwing axes and spears, I would think, like in other games I've played in the past, I've seen where you had the ability, classes like that did have throwing weapons at their disposal. You know, as an alternative to other ranged weapons like... A thief wouldn't be restricted to using a bow. Maybe he or she would have throwing knives they would use instead, or a throwing axe, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of surprised that they didn't have that option here, because I think that would add a whole new new dynamic to combat, too, where it's maybe it's just a slight, uh, does, you know, just a little bit of damage, maybe just a pull, I guess, other targets away from a bigger group to help you take on an instance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or give you more range if you don't, if you don't want to use the bow. You know, you want to use something a little bit, uh, I guess, more refined. I think what's what's going to be essential to make any kind of DLC really successful. Well, I think at this point, pretty much any DLC they're going to put out there is going to be successful because all the fans, me included, I don't care what it is, it has a name, great, downloading it. Um, <laughs> but not just adding more story content or land content, but adding more to the the skill tree, or if you will, the skill consolations, and. Um, giving us more options to mix and match with our playstyle. This is a one-player game, so balancing really isn't too much of a huge deal. It has it does definitely have a, a part to play. 
but not as big as if you were on an MMO. So adding new play styles is a lot easier than an MMO environment. And it should be a heavily considered part of the DLC in the future. To kind of tie everything together. Yeah. Uh, if they're not... I, I get the idea that they don't want to make the game any bigger. I get that. But do you see the emails that we're getting about DLC? It's It's all about wanting to explore new things. Now, I think the DLC should definitely have either more quests or new quests or new new type of faction quests that that you you pick up. It should have it's got to have something like that because the fans are clamoring for for more adventuring. That's that's what we want. And even if they put in, you know, some kind of randomized dungeon system where, you know, you're walking into you know, a, a nondescript cave in the game. You know, you, you can get, you know, one of three dungeon types mm. that, that that cave is going to spawn for you. And not necessarily that same cave in that same location that you've been playing since, you know, November 11th. You know, that might even be an idea. But, you know, and I hope Bethesda is listening because not because, you know, it would be great to have, you know, uh, the studio of the year listening to our, our quaint little podcast. That aside... I hope they're listening because, you know, we're getting a lot of feedback from your their actual customers. And this is what they're saying. They're saying we want download content that includes more adventuring. Yeah. Mrs. LeBlue actually in chat said, uh, would the people of Skyrim even know how to make crossbows and flintlocks? Doesn't this take place before they'd have that tech? Well, the Chinese had gunpowder long before we ever realized it in the Western world. How do you think everyone else got gunpowder? We imported it. And then learned it. Well, you had pirates. They come in with flintlocks. All the blacksmiths, everyone learns the technology. There you go. <laughs> They're not Chinese, she's telling you. <laughs> <laughs> well, not not the Nords, for instance, but you import it. You get it from a different source. This is just Skyrim's a part right. of a bigger world. So even though the, the even though they're not Chinese, um, that was an example. <laughs> maybe, maybe those from Morrowind have developed this. <laughs> maybe the arrogant high elves did. Who knows? Maybe they did. Right. Or oh, as downloadable content, another expansion of the land that would bring in Joe's martial arts playstyle class to the game with gunpowder. Yes, with gunpowder. With gunpowder. They they bring the gunpowder with them. Traders have opened up a new land. Now there's a new fighting style, the monk class or martial arts cl- type class, and they brought gunpowder with them. And w- lo and behold, what do the people of Tamriel do? Hey, you know, put this in a little tube, a little powder, a little ball. Oh, bang, bang. There yeah. you go. Don't forget, you know, there, there is a small, uh, you know, population of, of Khajiits that, that have come from, and I'm, I'm not making this up. They actually do come from a place called Elsewhere. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it doesn't come from me, <laughs> or or maybe it's pronounced Elsweir. <laughs> I don't know, but they do come from you know a, a town there, an area that that we haven't seen yet, with you know possibly uh, technology that that we have not yet come to realize yet. You know that that could be an avenue of explanation for. You know, a, a gunpowder-esque type technology to make itself into some of this download content. Yeah. Well, there's, there's always ways you can write in that kind of stuff in the story. That's really not a hard thing to do. Trust me, from yeah, design p- prospect, it's aspect, it's not hard. 
it's just the idea of what is going to be what, what's going to work for the players. That's what they're going to look into, and how is it yeah. going to really play on the world? So, well, here's hoping, guys. Um, the last is this from Facebook? Yes. No, no, this is just a regular email. Oh, okay, regular email from Adam. It doesn't play on the DLC, so we put it last. It's a little tip from Adam. And whenever possible, get a companion that can train you in a skill. You can train with them and then trade items with them and get your gold back. Love the show. You guys are doing a fantastic job. Well, Adam, I never knew that even existed. I didn't think there was people that you could actually get as a follower that would do that. I thought they were unusable NPCs. So... I'll keep my eye open and see if there's any specific ones I can find. Great tip. Definitely a great tip from Adam. Yeah, thank you, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Boone in the chat room said, I used to be an adventurer like you, but then I took a lead ball to the knee. (laughs) (laughs) That was very clever, actually. I like that. (laughs) That'll be the new start of the wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was great. Okay. (laughs) We have some shout outs to do. Yeah, additional uh, shout-outs to Brian and Chizza. You sent us your emails. We love them. Very, thank you very much. Great thoughts, great ideas. Um, however, just slightly slightly off topic for the show today. Uh, sorry we couldn't include you, but you know, do keep it coming. Like I said, great thoughts, and uh, we love reading them. Five-star shout-outs go to, from America, Troy Orbson. I think these people make these names just to get to me. Probably. Brendan Long, thank you, sir. Easy name. Rockley5347, 42 Storms. Maximus Phoenix. Uh, Metal Messiah. Plugger603. And in Canada, we have Itchy Bees. In the UK, Lamaldo78. Lamaldo78? Yeah. Lamaldo78. Oh, yes, more. Ah, final thoughts of the of the day, guys. I would um, like to thank everyone for their input on the DLC. Keep them coming. We're going to keep this conversation going, um, probably for quite a, quite some time. Uh, we want to hear what you guys have to say about what faction that you decided to go with and why. And if you're remaining neutral, why? Just keep that one a new basis conversation. Just a little experiment in the psyche of the players, if you will. Uh, there you go. It's a thesis idea for Jen. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> Actually, yeah, that is. <laughs> so, yeah, any any comments you guys want, tips, tricks, you name it, send it in to us. We love hearing from our, our listeners. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, remember, those MP3 calls will get priority if they are usable. So send them in to us through our email as well. Uh, final thoughts, Eve Arwen. Yeah, I just want to uh, plug our uh, SWOTOR guilds yet again. Um, if you play Star Wars The Old Republic, we are on the Juyo server. We're we're very, we're very approachable, guys. You know, we're gamers just like you. We're very approachable. Come hang out with us, whether you're on Republic or Sith Empire side. does not matter. We've got a guild for you. Go Republic. We are... Go... <laughs> Dark Go Republic. has cookies. <laughs> Sith cookies. Sith cookies. Sith well, got cookies. I <laughs> and I play Republic. I was to go to lose guild. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> we've uh, we've we've got a guild for for you. We're ultra ultra social. You know, um, no raid requirements, no gear requirements, no level requirements. You know, you got to tune. You want to hang out. You want to chat with us. Talk about the show. Talk about the game. Talk about Swotor. Whatever, you man. Do slash points with and other stuff like that. So, right. Yeah. This is a really, really laid back social guild. We're all here to have fun. 
Yeah. You know, no hardcore elitism allowed. <laughs> it's None just, of that. just just go in, enjoy the game. With uh, people people want to create raid groups at 50. We're, we'll definitely support that. And when we actually get a guild website running, you'll be able to use that for communication and everything. So definitely, I'm I plan on doing a raid group eventually when I get time. But yeah. the names of the yeah. guilds, sir. Joe, yeah, what's our we're devotion, right? On on Republic. Yep. And Lou, we are uh, we are betrayal. called betrayal for the Empire side. Lou, Empire. Lou is the guild leader for the Empire side, and I believe I don't know who's gonna make officers, but on the Republic side, I am the guild master, along with Ivarwin, and Lou is an officer because he's already got responsibilities on the other side. <laughs> so. <laughs> The characters you want to hit up are Widget, W-I-G-I-T. For me, Evarwin, E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. He might be another character. Just shout out in general. Hey, where are you guys at? And hopefully someone will pick you up. Or you can also contact Boone, B-O-O-N. He's also an officer. Uh, Lou, your your contact characters, please. Uh, my contact characters, if I am on the Republic side, her name is Psylocke, S-Y-L-O-C-K-E. And if you want to create a Sith tune... For the Imperial side, uh, it's Temperance, T-E-M-P-E-R-A-N-C-E. Nice. Anything else, Barwin? Um, No, not at the moment. You want to you wanna plug your Minecraft server? We're, we're involved. we got a grubby little mitts in that. Yeah, actually, we do have a Minecraft server. It's a fun one, I like to think. Uh, let me pull up the IP really quick. Okay. We have, a, we have about, about, I'd say about four or five regular players. Um it's a casual server, basically for it's a survival mode, no cheating with creative mode. So you have to watch out for those creepers. They're all over the place. Trust me. Yeah. Your yeah, computer. Those creepers will get you every time. With the recording and everything, my computer's being stupid. It's being a little slow. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. Kajit so. happens. Kajit happens. It does. <laughs> All right, the IP address for the server is 67.240.182.41. Just hop in there and and, uh, say hi and pick your spot and build. So there's all different ways you can find us through different games. Uh, We don't just play Skyrim, even though that is definitely one of our favorites by far. And let's get into Lewis's final thoughts. Totally taken aback by all the the emails we got for the DLC content. I I really appreciate it. It's some great work there from our... Listeners, uh, hope to keep it up. Give us more ideas. You know, definitely uh, we're feeding off of it, and it's and it's good uh, stuff to discuss. Um, again, hit us up for a tour if you're playing. By all means, we enjoy more friends online. You know, we're all playing together, so I would definitely love to see more of you. Hang out. You know, do that kind of stuff. And uh, look forward to actually seeing what emails come up next week for the new topic that Joe's yes, brought up. Yes, let's do it. Yeah. Yes. All right, guys, how to reach us. I'm going to point to Evarwin. Okay, guys, our main, que- our, our main quest hub. <laughs> <laughs> our main hub for everything Skyrim Off the Record is at our website, www.skyrimofftherecord.wordpress.com. You can get uh, access to our Twitter, our Facebook from there, our live stream chat room, everything from skyrimofftherecord.wordpress.com. Uh, our email, if you want to email us, send it to skyrimofftherecord at gmail.com. You can also find us at uh, our other website as well, thequestshow.com, for our, uh, main, our main show. 
Uh, Twitter. We all have Twitter accounts. The show has a Twitter. I have a Twitter. Joe has a Twitter. Lou has a Twitter. We're all Twittering. We tweet. We tweet. Tweet, tweet, tweet. We're, we're tweeters. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Uh, Skyrim. If you want to tweet out the show, okay, you can find us at Skyrim OTR. At Skyrim OTR. Joe Wilson is at author J.R. Wilson. Evarwin is at Evarwin, E V A R W Y N. And Lou is at GamerGuy11B, G A M E R G U Y U Y 11B, GamerGuy11B. Evarwin is still beating me on followers, guys. Come on, help me out. (laughs) 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 It's like that. It's like that. It's just like, you're not just beating me, you're snobbing me. Um, <laughs> we know who the popular one is. Well, it has nothing to do. <laughs> uh, Skyrim Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production. And I would just say, Fusra you all next week. Take care, guys. Be safe. Take care, everyone. See you all next week. How was your winter? Thanks, miss. Good. Filled with lots of presents. Presents? Good food. What did you get? Good company. Probably something if you had not killed father. Thanks, miss, you jerk. What? He had dragons. (laughs) Ruined the holiday. Good job. I got got eight new souls for that. Good for you. I got (laughs) nothing. Nothing. Nothing? All I got was a piece of coal. No family give you nothing? No, I I don't have a family either. <laughs> oh, you big poor baby. I'm the biggest Nordic loser. I got the shot. I got the shot you axe. <laughs> All I got was a shield. <laughs> I got a rock. <laughs> Did you kill that person? <laughs> yes. He was very bad. Mary Winter, thanks, miss. You gave me a shield. <laughs> Even my house card is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody bastard gave me something. <laughs> that was not good. Remember that time when my house card took an arrow to the knee? Yeah. <laughs> how many How many times? Three got in- times already. It got infected, and she got gangrene and died of fever. (laughs) (laughs) She was once alive, but then she took an arrow to the knee. (laughs) Poor poor soul. What a pity for her. No more arrow to the knee jokes. Oh, my gosh. We've been getting so many of those this week. (laughs) Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Don't you. Don't you. Don't you. Dovahkiin, a female Dovahkiin. <laughs> you know, we could probably make something with that. It's probably good. Oh man, ideas just popped into my head. Fusilda! <laughs> 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 <laughs>